Hi, book friends. Today we are talking to international best-selling author Cadence Snow. Now, Cadence has lived all over the world, but currently lives in Australia. And just going off your bio, Cadence, firstly, hello, welcome. Hi, thank you both for having me. <laughs> um, I loved your bio where you've said like you draw inspiration from your own overthinking, sometimes frightening imagination and everything that makes life interesting. I love that because <laughs> I mean, we're both overthinkers, so we can totally, we can totally relate to that. Um, but I also see that you believe that sarcasm is the highest form of wit and that you have the vocabulary of a highly educated, well-read sailor. Now, again, <laughs> we're on that level. <laughs> I always get in trouble for being, <laughs> because I've been off work for a week, one of the, Amanda was like saying to the team, no, Beck still got her sarcasm. They didn't unfortunately remove that. What the team were like, no, we love that. For, for a week, I haven't been part of any kind of workforce where I interact with people for like five years. <laughs> I used to freelance before I started publishing. So I was just like, I have no filter when I'm in public. <laughs> love that though because we are both fluent in sarcasm and I just feel like it's a necessary uh tool if you may especially given the current uh world climate oh god yeah I, I mean it's rough but I don't know how I'd cope if I couldn't laugh about it sometimes <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely yeah. plus wine I mean yeah. that helps a lot as well. the mean living quality this past yes <laughs> yes <laughs> So today we're going to talk about the Evelyn Maynard trilogy, which, by the way, we absolutely loved. Like, we are addicted. <laughs> I mean, and I feel really bad because I've had it in my, like, actually in my Kindle for a while. And I got caught up because I was reading books, like, in other kind of series. And then I started reading it. And honestly, I just could not put it down. Like, literally, I didn't sleep very much. Let's just be <laughs> yeah. that. It was freaking amazing. Yeah, I loved it. And I'm not a huge um, like fantasy reader. Like I'm still very new to that. But, oh, gosh, I just couldn't get enough of it. I know. And the bonus scenes at the end. I've heard it um, described as like paranormal light. So it's like paranormal elements, but it's not overwhelming for people who haven't read fantasy or paranormal before. So Absolutely. I think it's a good one if you're kind of just starting out in that kind of genre, absolutely. I think that's great. But obviously it's another one of our favorite genres in relation to reverse harems. Mm. We're extremely addicted to that at the moment. <laughs> yep. You and me both. <laughs> it's so hard. I find it hard when we go back to just like MF or MM or whatever. You're like, Oh, there's not enough dick. Where's the rest? <laughs> Where's the others? I know, I know. The worst, I think, is when you start reading a book and you realise it's a love triangle. I just can't. I can't. I'm like, but they could all be together. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know, I'm so spoiled for choice now that anytime there is that type of situation, I'm like, let's work this out. We can go forward. (laughs) Thank you, guys. So where did you get your inspiration from for this series? Like where did it, how did it come about? Um, oh, look, the short answer is that I wrote the book that I wanted to read. Yeah. <laughs> so I had, you know, like you guys and like so many other readers out there had stumbled on RH. Yeah. I've always been an avid reader and I kind of went down this RH rabbit hole and I and was reading a whole lot of it. Um, and yeah, I guess at the time that I started writing Variant Lost, it um, there really wasn't a whole lot of RH. Like you know, the reader community communities and on Facebook and all that. And you could see that readers just were like crying out for it. Yeah. Writers just couldn't write fast enough. And so I was struggling to find stories that um, like I loved the genre, but I was struggling to find stories that like were really what I wanted. 
yeah um, yeah definitely and so I just kind of started getting it, literally it was just a few scenes like the very first scene that popped into my head is the one where um, she meets Josh at the party and all the stuff floating around the room that was like so vivid in my head and that was the very first scene I ever wrote um and then I kind of just kept writing and one thing led to another (laughs) then I thought I'd publish it and then it did uh way way better than I ever expected it to so yeah. Honestly, it is it is fantastic. And so obviously this is a spoiler episode. Um, so we can talk about all the all the best parts, which is awesome. But just for anybody that's listening, because I got a question on TikTok this week just asking what RH st- stood for. So it is reverse hair and what we've been speaking about, but basically it's where you've got the one female main character and she's got three or more main male character interests but she doesn't have to choose between them which is why choose exactly exactly so just in case anybody wasn't aware what that what that was you're welcome yeah you're now now a part of the gang you're not going to go back after this um but yeah so in this story we're dealing with eve evelyn maynard obviously it's it's um aptly named um and she's just been on the run for all of her life pretty much but she doesn't know why she's just following her mum around the world she's kind of getting a bit resentful mm-hmm. about you know having to pack up not being able to form any connections and everything like that um and the opening kind of chapter is pretty tragic because you know she's pretty angry at her mom they're on this plane and all of a sudden it just basically explodes and her mum is just ripped out of the plane and dies which is so horrible but it's a really big bang to start the book yeah I mean look it was a bit of a downer to start on but I kind of just needed to like I needed something big to really just like throw her into this world absolutely and I think it's it draws readers in as well like mm. when you're starting like that like it really captivates you because firstly you've got the suspense of well why were they running in the first place and then obviously you know what's happened here and and the tragedy of her mum passing but then in the hospital you know she meets this honey-laced voice stranger mm. uh, who's he who's <laughs> Alec who's he um but anyway it's you know that kind of experience it also draws you in because here's this person that she doesn't know he's offering her all this kindness he's there for her he's holding it together and then he disappears so then you're like oh what's going on there yep and then you don't see him for many chapters oh my god it killed me it killed me yeah but I feel like it didn't like it killed me too but also like there was there was enough there to keep me like oh okay Ethan who's he oh 100% like you're definitely distracted but in the back of your mind it's always there like where is he where's the stranger when's he coming back it killed you but you liked it oh 100% 100% yeah and I think we've both um found well I mean come to terms with the fact that we're sadists uh you know we like that type of pain yeah we like it (laughs) but as well because I I will go into a book very blindly as well so I didn't know that this was a a fantasy book either and then so in the airport in that first first chapter and there's that person that's running really fast you're like oh okay okay they've got powers but like what is she someone (laughs) so yeah (laughs) yeah it definitely that first chapter definitely draws you in yeah in a lot of different ways excellent so you're dealing with variants right doing its job then (laughs) yeah yes absolutely and you're dealing with variants so you're not dealing like we're not calling them supernaturals as such it's just like they've got variant dna so you know which is has allowed people to form different abilities and whatnot um but you've still got people that have no abilities and then you've got vitals who feed the light into these people with abilities and basically allow them to expand on what they can do and whatnot so it was a really interesting concept actually I I really liked that um 
it's different, definitely different to any kind of paranormal that I've ever read. And I loved that about it. Oh, thank you. That's <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what I was hoping to achieve. Like I just wanted to like, what are some of the common things that I'm reading? And then I just kind of really wanted to play with that and do the opposite in a sense. Like I wanted yeah. to subvert a few tropes and just kind of think about doing things that I wouldn't expect as a reader so yeah for sure yeah. for sure I, I like that you also real because you've obviously got the human aspect in there as well but the the challenges um and I guess like around like diversity and inclusion with humans and variants like I really I really liked how you played that story through the whole the whole series as well because that's it's so relatable in everyday life which exactly it can relate to so many different concepts in terms of just people on two different sides of a certain concept argument whatever it may be and how you know how they feed together yeah so she moves on for us she goes obviously and lives in Idaho for a year she's living with a foster family she gets like this super secret scholarship to we're done we're done with chapter one then (laughs) yes yes yeah and also I'm also waiting for my super super secret scholarship like I feel like at some point I'm gonna receive it or like be invited to some sort of spy school that's just you know (laughs) she wants to be a spy (laughs) totally do are you still waiting for an owl with your letter (laughs) I'm not on that level but I I definitely be a hacker that's where that's where my interest is. She just wants to wear like a catwoman suit and just be stealthy. She's just... Yeah, for sure, for sure. More like burn notice. That's where I'm sitting at. Like I feel oh, like I'm gonna be a spy man. on that level. I haven't seen that show in ages. I know, I know. It was so um, good. <laughs> so good, right? But yeah, so she goes to Bradford Hills Institute at, at 18 years old. And immediately meets her student advisor slash admin person Tyler I mean who's not crushing on him immediately (laughs) (laughs) this older guy and also I'm like I really feel like I miss out a lot of experiences in my university time because like (laughs) we're all old many of these advisors I know but also I feel like um uni in Australia is a bit different which is where all of us would have experienced it to yeah how they do college in the states <laughs> so, I know I know absolutely they have a yeah completely different system over there but and maybe that's why I mean maybe that's where all the hot older teachers are <laughs> <laughs> oh I had some pretty hot lecturers when I was oh in- did you I feel like I've missed out big time <laughs> well yeah they're all lawyers aren't they <laughs> they're like old old oh, lawyers with big, big gray beards so I think that's what I my studied mind. arts and then did nothing with it so <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> but I mean you immediately draw drawn to Tyler even without his description like his physical description because he's just so suave no yes suave yeah yeah but also just like the way she describes him in that she just immediately feels kind of safe around him and everything like that and she's never kind of had that security or stability in her life so you know you kind of fall in love with him immediately just for that type of aspect but without kind of going too much into all the details there so we're moving on she's got a couple of roommates Beth and Zara the Reds um and again you kind of fall in love with them based on the fact that she's got some friends (laughs) because she's never had any before and I just feel like I really wanted to be her friend (laughs) (laughs) I know she's so lovely and like I know know. you do feel sorry for her but she's also like kind of um she's a very strong character in that like she's gone through some pretty heavy shit in her life but she's like I mean we kind of both talked about the fact that as a main female character 
that she never got to that part where she self-sacrificed. Like mm-hmm. she was always like, even if she did something, it was never kind of sacrificing herself. It was like, yeah, well, I'm doing it. I'm doing it the safe way. I'm doing it for the greater good or whatever else. And we loved that about her because, you know, she wasn't silly. She wasn't like, oh, you know, I'll just turn myself over or whatever. We loved that. Yeah. So remember when we were talking about um, how I came to write the series and I was saying that I wanted to write the book Mm -hmm. um, that I wanted to read. That's something that really bothers me with with, um, characters in, and not just romance in fiction in general when they just make stupid decisions or even 100%. just decisions that don't match with how the character has been mm-hmm. developed so yeah. I, yeah that was important to me to kind of make her a really like logical thinking person like overthinker yeah like that's something of myself that's <laughs> been put into Evelyn <laughs> I loved the fact that every time she was in like a traumatic like like kind of situation she'd be like yeah so if we fall from here we fall at this (laughs) yeah (laughs) I I love that that. it was such a cool like tick that she had like where she would just be like reciting random scientific facts (laughs) calculating velocity yeah I love that she was a geek like that I loved it (laughs) what a way to calm yourself down Right, well, then she meets Ethan. So let's we'll move on to Ethan. Oh, I can't even with Ethan. Like, seriously, I can't. He is so freaking hot. Literally. And also. <laughs> but he's got a fire ability. You know, he can draw these fireballs and throw them across the yard, whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um and immediately they kind of have some like a sort of connection like they're not necessarily you know it's not insta love but they kind of are drawn to each other like slowly and he's kind of like hey like I'm gonna pursue you but she doesn't want to fall for this trap because Zara's obviously warned her off this player and so he just kind of keeps just popping up everywhere like hey want to come to my party and you know then they touch and They've got like this tingling sensation. (laughs) And you're like, okay, what's going on here? Um, But then she goes to the party. Kisses Josh. Jesus. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, I'm here for this harem at this point. (laughs) And then Josh is like this nerd and, but he's like sexy and he's like, suave as well and he's all like yeah let's make out and all the books are flying everywhere <laughs> i know oh my god because he's telekinetic oh my god i just can't even but he just freaks the fuck out obviously because he's like holy shit immediately realizes that mm. she is his vital but that ethan also thinks that she's his vital because they had the tingles and whatever else and so you know, she doesn't know what she is <laughs> No. She doesn't know at this point. He's just like, <laughs> what just happened? Yeah, she's like, he's oh. got, he, she's like, why the fuck are all the books flying around the room? This is freaky. This has never happened before when I've kissed anybody. Uh, <laughs> and of course, Josh just does the typical male thing, does the wrong thing. Is just like, you need to leave. Yeah, that's awkward as fuck. Like, just get out, Josh. <laughs> I mean, just get out. Like, mm. we just had amazing kiss, but I mean, no. Um, and so you're like, okay, that was a bit rude. Um, and I feel we failed to mention that Tyler obviously has an ability as well, which is, you know, spotting when people are telling a lie. Lie detector. Lie, human lie detector. Yeah. I mean, awkward. You just don't want to get caught out. I I mean, you definitely can't have a conversation with him where you're like, what's wrong? And you say nothing. Yeah, no. Just screwed there. Lies. I know, but I feel like if someone asks you what's wrong and you say nothing and they don't know that you're lying, then they probably don't know you well. That's true. That's true. But I mean, most men probably wouldn't. Exactly. (laughs) Tyler's the only one that's calling you on it. He's like, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, nothing. (laughs) Um, actually, before the party, it's before the party that she sees Alec at the um. Oh, there's my stranger. I must run. There's my stranger. 
Then they do this like slow motion run towards each other. He's not running, obviously. He's just standing there like shell-shocked because he's like, shit, she's found me. How did you find me? (laughs) She like jumps in his arms and there's a collective gasp that rings out around the crowd like, oh, no. And um, (laughs) she has no idea what's going on. She's she's completely oblivious. She's just cuddling him. Everyone else is like, "Ah!" but um. (laughs) I did like that. And then he's like, yeah, look, I've been like, thwarting your event your advances for a year like I've been literally pushing you away and she's like oh, okay I just want to say thank you uh, <laughs> thank you for saving me he's like oh leave me alone he's like, I know and she's like Jesus Christ just accept the thanks man and uh <laughs> Tyler's like yeah he's the master of pain which I don't know why but I found it really hot um <laughs> I went back to sadism <laughs> I actually said to Amanda, I'm like, this is like really early on the stage. It's like, I really hope he uses this pain for a good cause during activities later on. Yes, but she's she is immune to all their abilities because she's there. No, that's when I got disappointed after that. I was like, oh, no. have to figure out a way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I have know. You read the bonus content. Oh, we I was going to say bonus content. You know, they've discovered it. I was all here for the bonus content, <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, yes, good job, Alec. Good job." I'm so, I'm so glad you wrote that bonus content. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Anyone that you like, don't even if the if the if your Kindle tells you it's finished, it isn't. Just press the X and keep reading the. You bonus need content. to read all the bonus content. It's freaking amazing. Yeah, but anyway, Alex storms off in a in a half because he's just always cranky, perpetually cranky for the first two books, and um, you know Tyler's gone to <laughs> fix him up. But that's when she meets Dot and Charlie, which I just love them. Like especially. Oh my god, I love I love Charlie. He's just like <laughs> and he's like a BFF really. I feel like he becomes a BFF. He's their confidant and you know all of these things have come together and eventually they find out that she's the vital for all four of them, which is pretty unheard heard of, but it connects them all. Um but I guess the probably the biggest part or the biggest issue there is, so firstly, Alec, Tyler, Ethan, and Josh all live together. They've all lost their parents. They live with their uncle, Lucian. Um, And, you know, they're slowly kind of building their connection. Alec's there on the sideline. Tyler's there to help. And they're like, okay, let's fix Ethan and Josh because they've got these abilities that could be bad news if if you know they get too much power um but then Tyler's all like okay just feed any extra light into me finds out she's his vital but he's like hey you know what let's just be friends (laughs) I'm like oh man come on now (laughs) I know I know frustrating but how good was the unresolved sexual tension (laughs) oh the sexual tension was amazing (laughs) well yeah, I mean, they just weren't getting any pleasure. I mean, she still was. I feel she was winning. In the whole- she got a lot of pleasure when they were like, we can't have sex with you yet. But also like Tyler was all like, yeah, I'm not attracted to you, but I am. And she's all like, I'm going to like gyrate against your back while we're riding on the motorbike. Yeah. And then I hump you. <laughs> and then she's like, oh no, he might found that awkward. Um <laughs> whoops <laughs> my bad I couldn't help myself <laughs> oh my god there were just so many funny parts as well I know I just loved all these parts but <laughs> like one of the gutting parts was when they went to the gala and when she found out well she didn't realize at the time but Alec basically kisses her and she's devastated because she feels like she's betrayed her bond and then all of a sudden it comes out, Alec is a part of the bond. He knew from the moment he saved her in Hawaii. What a jerk. Uh, look. How dare you? How yeah. dare you, firstly? But obviously. No, you. How dare you say oh, he was a jerk? All oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, look, he he did have 
he did have unresolved issues in relation to his ability, you know, and mm. and it's explained a lot. It's explained well with throughout the book because at this point when it comes out, it also comes out that she knows their families. She's known them. She lived there when she was little and then her mum ran away with her and Alec all this time thought that she ran away with her because she wanted to keep her away from him because his power was so horrible which you do feel sorry for him because and I'm like Alec you read that completely wrong you really read the situation as a 12 year old you read that very wrong yeah what the hell I mean this is I mean assumptions Alec you know what they say about them (laughs) I know I know and then you meet Uncle Lucian at the gala as well which by the way I love him I love Uncle Lucian. I know. To be honest, we were secretly rooting the whole way through the book for her mum to be like alive and like have lost her memories. Um, and so that she could come back and be with Lucian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We needed him to have a love interest. I <laughs> know, I felt bad. I mean, her body was never found. I know, this is the thing. And we were like, maybe she's in Japan with uh <laughs> We 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 have her we're like where is she <laughs> i know I, yeah we came up with a lot of theories we came, was there any point where you thought maybe i'll make her mom be alive yeah look i didn't know um i didn't know whether her mom was alive or dead basically <laughs> like through i mean she could have been or she couldn't i don't through know most of you know like the first two books um and I was kind of undecided and I was kind of playing around with potentially bringing her back and then killing her off just as they reconnect. Oh, wow. I was going to have her come in and do like some kind of self-sacrificing thing so that Eve can have the family she always wanted. Um, that is dark. And just <laughs> devastate. Yeah, but... It, that's that's the thing like it was or like book three was already getting so much darker than what book one was <laughs> and I was like I I need to be wary of my audience as well and I did want to kind of explore that connection between her and Uncle Lucian because like can you, you know knowing what bonds are like for them to have spent all that time apart but it just wasn't relevant enough to the core story of what the series is about so yeah look I think I think yeah like I liked that her mum didn't pop back up after all that except for Uncle Lucian like I did feel sorry for him (laughs) but yeah I feel like definitely it it kind of allowed you to focus more on Eve's story and and her Bond story a lot more yeah that's it I didn't want too many kind of distracting side stories yeah yeah for sure so there's this whole big thing about we can't let anybody know that she's all of our vital because you know people will be out for us and they'll want us to join the Melior group and whatever else um it's got to keep it all under wraps and end of first book we have the great big fight on campus uh, and Beth is killed. Which oh, is God, so yes. Oh, God, poor Beth the human. <laughs> Beth the human. <laughs> I mean, you may as well call her a dime at this stage. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. But also, I yeah, all right, we're killing people off. Okay, this is the, this is what we're getting into now. People, <laughs> people are going to die. <laughs> Don't but get Charlie it got kidnapped as well at this point which was devastating but I also really felt for Rick because he killed Beth but he didn't do it maliciously he was trying to help people it happened and from the second book immediately like you just see how torn up about it he is and he's just so isolated from everyone else which I just felt so terrible for him yeah but following on from this comes the big revelation so, I mean, you would think those would be the big revelations. Come on, wait, wait. They weren't <laughs> because it's basically at the point where they're about to lose this fight and she just 
forces all this light into Alec and he uses his power to basically knock every single person in the vicinity unconscious. And then he completely depletes himself. So she has to, you know, they have to mold their bodies together to feed light into each other. Mm-hmm. And then he just wakes up and he's like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but because he still, as a 12-year-old, assumes that... <laughs> Because he hates his power and she's giving him more of it. But I mean, you know, he doesn't explain that really. He's just like, I hate you. Now I'm going to get you off and then make you feel like a cheap whore. So (laughs) study gate. Study gate happens. (laughs) I'm sorry, but also I'm not. I know. Look, it was needed. Um, But I really felt sorry for her in that point because all this time she's like I've just held him in such high regard from the fact that he saved her and was there for in her darkest moment and then he turns around and throws her back in her face so yeah during that time I didn't feel sorry for her I just felt sorry for him because I loved Alex (laughs) (laughs) of course you would have been like that's right I'm a little whore (laughs) (laughs) I'm like she's got three others oh She'll be fine. She'll be fine. <laughs> um, yes. So book two, there's heaps of things that happen in there, obviously. We're hunting. We're trying to find Charlie. That's trying to find Charlie. The entire book. Finding Zara her. goes dark. You kind of get the gist that she's like, something's happening because she's withdrawing herself. She's on a dark path. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I even think I messaged a man. I'm like, got to watch this Sarah. <laughs> She yep. is no good. But the concept of a light hunter comes in. Okay, here's these people that can find out like who a variance vital is. They can see the connection. They can track them down. So they're like, okay, maybe we can use Dot to connect her to Charlie, find out where Charlie actually is. But we need to verify this light hunter. So Eve does this great big thing, which again, it's not self-sacrificing because she had like such a well-built plan in place and every like all the kind of backup and everything like that of, you know, call if I'll call you within 24 hours if I need you, blah, 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 that sort of stuff. And she goes back to Australia and they track her down. My favorite part when they track her down is that her ex-boyfriend shows up and Josh like throws him across the yard and she's like oh my god Josh thinks he's a threat and then he's like "Mm, no I knew he was your ex-boyfriend I knew he was a human (laughs) and I love it because he's always such the mature one he's the mature one so petty and I just loved it I was like oh my god you're hilarious so, yeah, I did like that. Oh, huh. obviously loved that they came to Australia. Like, hello. <laughs> Anytime I read Australia, I had, to bring, book, it, I had like, to bring it back to Melbourne for a bit. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Um, so that was one big thing. Uh, but then a couple of other things. So <laughs> I really loved when she dressed up in the schoolgirl outfit. By accident. <laughs> By accident. But my favourite part of that was when Alec was like, oh, you're going to see Charlie, are you going to see Tyler looking like that? Okay. Mm. Mm. Okay. That? <laughs> all the time, all the while, he realises that it's like Tyler's biggest fantasy. And then she comes out and they're all like, yeah, that's that's his kink. Like he likes, he's got a, t- a schoolgirl kink. And he... And she overhears him saying it was the longest hour of my life. And, you know, her and all her naivety is like, oh, my God, he's so horrified by me that he just couldn't stand being around me. I'm like, no, that is not, you're reading into it wrong. <laughs> so I cannot thank you enough for the bonus content on that. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I was just going to say, read the bonus content. Oh, my God. It was so good. But it was even better because you were all like, yeah, they're living out the fantasy. But then he's all like, yeah, I'm going to live this fantasy out the way that I want to. So, yeah, I'm busy right now. You will not not be wearing any underwear uh, and don't get off. 
And then he tells Ethan and Josh to like follow her around and tease her. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm loving this. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, bonus content, guys. If you haven't read it, you need to go and read it because it was freaking amazing. Yeah, bonus content is like 80% smart. It's like, (laughs) I know. I mean, that's the best part of it. (laughs) All right, I'll get to my favorite at the end of this. Okay, so what are the other big things? All right. Book two. She obviously gets kidnapped because Zara betrays her. Josh almost dies. They have to fight their way out. And she gets caught on camera feeding light into Alec. And at that point, everyone becomes aware of the fact that she can glow and kind of she can send light two people without having to touch them which is a big phenomenon and then bam out of nowhere here comes daddy-o davis who we already found out in book one is a part of the vital kidnappings and he he comes in like all seedy he's lucian's business partner but really because lucian's trying to keep an eye on him and you're all like oh my god no, this is why her mom's been running the whole time. Starts to click with Alec, like, hmm, maybe it wasn't me. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, so, and I think all the way you're getting these little hints, right? So you've kind of got the hint that her mom had the same ability as her. Her mom was able to draw people's abilities out of them and feed them to someone else but it would kill that person and that's ultimately how davis got his mind reading power um was because he manipulated her into killing someone else off and giving it to him and so eve's kind of on a mission to find out more about herself and why she can do these things and there's no talk of anybody else being able to do it but eventually they track charlie down to thailand and like firstly we've started having sex with the bond (laughs) yeah we have i mean it was so torturous but we finally get there you know tyler's the first one which i felt was pretty fitting (laughs) my favorite my favorite my favorite is josh (laughs) oh my god so i fucking loved that she had sex with ethan and then they're still lying in bed naked. And then Josh just crawls in and he's like, I'm here for my turn. And then <laughs> they're literally like in the middle of it. And they're like, let's get a condom. And then just like <laughs> unwrapped condom just appears between them, pinched between Ethan's fingers. <laughs> I couldn't even. <laughs> I was loving that. And then she's like, do you want him to go away? Like, no, it's cool. <laughs> you can stay there. <laughs> and I love and I, I love like, I can't be quiet. And so he pushes her to kiss Ethan. And then at the end. I know the fist bump got me. Thanks for the assist, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Best quote ever. Oh my <laughs> god. I was just like, I love them so much. <laughs> oh my god. But you had to be, you had to be like killing yourself laughing writing that i i would know i know i I actually don't i don't remember writing it that well um but then when i went like i'd forgotten i'd written it and then when i was doing the first round of edits (laughs) and i read it i made myself laugh (laughs) i was like i was in hysterics when that part happened i'm like oh my god so (laughs) good relationship josh and ethan have as well through the entire course i love their relationship yeah. and you're like i just fit it wasn't awkward or anything yeah. <laughs> i know and leading on from that the bonus content on josh's birthday no that's my favoriteest favoriteest chapter in the entire thing was the bonus content the cherry pie the dance. oh <laughs> And that Ethan was there. He's like, yeah, you can't kiss her. You just go <laughs> down on her while I'm I'm having sex with her. I <laughs> actually just made my husband read that cadence. And oh, um, I did. <laughs> I was like, just the, <laughs> yeah, that, 
that one page and <laughs> reaction's hilarious i videoed it I oh <laughs> please tell me you videoed it oh like i need to say that. <laughs> he's like oh hang on is there another guy because i'm just for a backstory i'm trying to create my own harem here but it's just not... <laughs> so i'm just you know letting him read some scenes yeah but yeah. Yeah. slowly integrate it into yeah. their relationship oh, make it a normal thing you've got to do research first like with anything else so exactly you know, and he was really? very he was very interested in it he's like wait a second so hang on there's two guys oh yeah 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 this is two of the four <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh thank you for that it's actually uh, it's like one of my the scenes that will forever be embedded Never mind. The <laughs> ultimate fantasy. <laughs> I just love you can it. Say it. You can, it's in the spank bank. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, no, I what do we call it? We don't call it spank bank. What do we what do we call it? I can't remember. I'll think of what it is while we're going while mm. we're talking. Yes, yeah, okay. Think about it. Oh. We actually thought this up on the way to Magic Mike when we went to Magic Mike with you. Yeah. <laughs> you were talking about spank banks and we're like, what's the equivalent? Yeah, we Google it. For a female, for a female, and then we googled it. I can't remember what it's called. I'll now. Google it. Okay, I'll, okay. I'll, <laughs> keep going. Google yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. So here comes the escape mission in Thailand, and like little did we know, they've got like a variant that can just knock everybody the fuck out, like in the vicinity, and like they're all in a whole pile of shit. So Rick is there. His mum is the one that's doing this and he's all like no we can't do this everyone's knocked out davis kind of manipulates evelyn because he needs her light to be able to power this machine just to i guess take people's abilities and send it to someone else without potentially without killing them um so he does that by almost killing tyler but then it's pretty tragic the events in this scene because Zara is still psycho um, and she's all like, I want to get my ability. So she thinks that she's going to take Ethan's ability, which could potentially kill him. Um, But Rick comes to the rescue and this is where I'm devastated because he literally kills his mom to save people and then pushes Ethan out of the way and ends up getting killed, which was so sad. I really liked Rick. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I'm there for him. I can see you. I can see your mind going. What? What's it called? Finger. Vault. What's it called? Finger vault. Finger vault. <laughs> you know, there was another one that wasn't that was better than that. That one's just the one that keeps coming up. Finger vault. <laughs> I'll keep searching. Um. Anyway, so all these things happen there. You know, there's explosions. Davis gets away. Um. And, you know, Charlie is severely burnt. But the good thing that comes out of it here is that um, because all of the people in the bond have realised, except for Alec, that they can use their abilities better with Eve's help. So Tyler can essentially find out the whole truth about a situation, not just the truth behind someone's words. You know, Josh has started to be able to fly and move people and things like that. Ethan can put fires out even if he hasn't started them. So at this point, Charlie, who got severely burnt, is in a lot of pain and they figure out that Alec can actually take people's pain away, which I think is comes a long way for him in resolving all of his hatred towards himself because he realises, you know, I'm more than just hurting people, which was really, really nice things to come out of it, I guess. But poor old Lucian, he ended up in a wheelchair. Yeah. He does not have an easy go of it. <laughs> oh my god, so many horrible things. But you know what? Him. He's still very positive. He's got a very positive attitude. He's got a very positive attitude. He does. Shit life. That's but do you know what else? I was feeling sorry for. Like Eve has a really terrible time on her birthday. Oh, I know. Like every year, she just gets in the shit on her birthday, yep. and the next one is that. Lucian's all like, hey, now you can be a part of our family tradition. I'll take you out for a one-on-one breakfast. And like, 
there's a psycho in the cafe trying to kill her. <laughs> I know, I'm like, oh, that. <laughs> no, just okay, look, okay. don't celebrate your birthday, okay? That's just, it's not for you. Just that particular, <laughs> the particular journey is not for you. Um, but essentially, like, you know, Davis has basically comes back out of the woodworks and he's all like paints paints a um target on her back. He's on the one hand is kind of manipulating people, the humans, into believing that she's really dangerous, but also manipulating the variants into believing she's withholding something that could benefit them all. So you know, she kind of, everybody's focus is on her. Now, <laughs> this was one of my favourite, favourite scenes is when they went to the corporate event when they're the day before they're meant to be having all these meetings to oh. kind of garner some peace. Mm. And like, Amanda clearly has a pink from this. <laughs> yeah, so Alec is like, uh, I've got to take you to this room because my boss has told me his boss being Tyler. And then Tyler is like commanding the whole situation. And he's like telling Alec to take her pants off, her panties off. And he's like, Alec, report. I'm like, oh my God. Now. In the finger vault? In the finger vault. It was totally, it's in the finger vault. <laughs> That's definitely a thing. Also, back to my spy-like desires was when, like, all of a sudden the building is breached and Alex like, Kayo, I need an exit. I was like, oh, in the finger vault. (laughs) And then Jamie appears. (laughs) You ready to bounce? (laughs) Oh, Jamie's like, yeah, you ready to leave this party? Meanwhile, they're rappelling down the side of a building and Alex is like... I'm trying to do this stealthily. <laughs> Be quiet. Don't scream when we're dropping know, from the 80th like floor. <laughs> and then here I am just imagining like a burn notice type situation. They're swinging out. They're shooting windows out. They're flying in the windows. I'm like, oh, my God, yes. Finger yes. <laughs> I think that's going to be our new thing. <laughs> my finger vault's full, full for a while. Um <laughs> that there was that um but then like on a lighter note following on from that like the never have I ever seen (laughs) I freaking loved that scene because Tyler was able to tell if they were lying and I love how he's like has anybody ever had sex with a guy and then all these people drink and then he just looks around and he's like Jamie (laughs) Jamie's like Hmm. okay I guess that counts and he's like yeah dude you had a dick in your ass it doesn't matter if there was a chick there (laughs) finger (laughs) vote can I be totally honest I completely forgot I wrote that (laughs) oh my god it was hilarious I loved that scene People, if you haven't read this series, you need to read it. It's fantastic. I love everything. I know. So good. So good. Heaps of things happen between then and when they find this light hunters like special island and they have their group sex scene in the sauna. Oh, I was my God. for the group activity. I'm not going to lie. I was like, <laughs> we're here for it. We're here for the group activity. And I also loved that it was like, that she was describing it as as like an altar like I'm on the altar and <laughs> just having like dirty ass sex with everybody <laughs> in hot- <laughs> yeah she was worshipped all right I mean she was worshipped until she was knocked unconscious pretty much <laughs> loved that goals <laughs> goals I know I know and I guess then like it leads to the big finale where and and this comes back to like her not self-sacrificing but basically coming up with a plan with everybody which I loved where they were like look we're just gonna have to draw him out everything's getting worse let's just blatantly like put me out there let's set up a plan they fly into Washington clear out the whole airport and then they're like okay let's have this ultimate showdown where all these people come in 
Um, Dana, I loved that Dana pretended like she was on the other side, but really she was helping. And I also loved that Zara redeemed herself. You know, she like basically electrocuted Davis until Eve was able to like draw his ability out of him. But I mean, there were some casualties. There were some casualties, not Zara though, but other casualties. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I love that Dot had her own harem, uh, but I was gutted that Jamie died. (laughs) I know. I know. I was so gutted. Um, I'm saying that she was left with two, so that's, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Two's better than one. (laughs) Exactly. And they did have twins, which is so cute. So cute. (laughs) So, yes, that was, they were like our favorite parts. I mean, it all wrapped up really well as well in terms of, you know, where they went on to Josh became a teacher. Ethan was, you know, a chef. Tyler was the, the naughty uh, principal. And uh, <laughs> I just think he was a principal. I, I don't think he was naughty. I think he was naughty. He was naughty. <laughs> he has a schoolgirl fantasy. He was <laughs> he's a naughty principal and Alex is Alex a counselor and of course she has to get into science because I mean her mind needs to get rid of some some of that some of that those facts um but yeah I I did like all the extra scenes and the individual like fantasies they had fantasies that they had and and then like the end when she found out she was pregnant oh my god when Tyler comes bursting into the room and he's like <laughs> I mean I already know so yeah. this is really exciting <laughs> can I just tell you please? she's like <laughs> fucking sake. just one fucking time I want to be the bearer of the news <laughs> no never Oh, okay. I actually found in this as well. I I normally can easily pick who my favorite is in a harem. I didn't have a favorite. No, I loved them all. I did. That's awesome. <laughs> um, did you have like a favorite scene from the series that you wrote? Oh, I that's such a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I don't know if I have a favorite scene. Um, well, I mean, the, the very first scene that ever popped into my head that I wrote is, um, special to me. So that scene when she first meets Josh and they kiss, um, yeah, (laughs) Um, I love that she like, (laughs) I love that she burst into his room, like running away from someone. And then she's like, ah, hello, creeper. And he's like, (laughs) this is my room. (laughs) You just spilt wine on me. So I'm here getting changed. Rude. In my room. Again. Do you have a favorite character? Uh, No, like that's really hard. Because people ask me like, oh, who's your, you know, favorite of the guys? And I, I... and people are often like, oh, it's Alec, isn't it? And I'm like, no, like he was, he was what, like the most interesting to write just because he's so like complex, fucked in the head. Yeah. yeah. Complex. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but like that was one of the, that was really important to me like before I even started writing any of it, I did a whole ton of character development. So it was really important to me that all the characters felt like they were unique and complete and whole. And so it's hard to then say, well, this one's my favorite when I put the same amount of effort into creating them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That Sorry. makes sense. No, <laughs> no, that I, makes sense I, sure. I always, like I said, I always have a clear favorite and I definitely, and I didn't even write them, but I definitely couldn't pick between any of them. So <laughs> I loved all of them equally. <laughs> now, one of the questions that came through um, mm-hmm. when we asked people if they had any questions for you was, 
Who is your favorite Tate? <laughs> Who is my favorite Tate? <laughs> um, oh God, I don't. No, I just feel like I haven't really met a Tate that I've really liked. Like all the Tates I've met have just been a bit, you know, like <laughs> not quite right. I don't know. I'd have to say out of all the many Tates, the one I probably like the least, don't tell her I said this, no, of course not. This is totally private and not at all going to be broadcast. Yeah, right. We're just having a chat. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, don't tell anyone. But Tate James. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. I know everyone really, like, loves her and thinks she's awesome. But <laughs> um, and another one just following on from that uh, is, let me just find it. What was the absolute best birthday present you got this year? We won't tell John. <laughs> why do I get the feeling that most of these questions came from the same person they, they may, may have come have. from the same person they may have we I mean do. we can't disclose this it's confidential they just like have a vibe you know like... <laughs> um, so probably my favourite present is a full set of a reverse harem series that I'm quite fond of and yeah, right. They're also yeah. signed because the person that got them for me has connections. So, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You know, it's a good friend. I know. <laughs> She's my favorite Tate. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, love it. What are you currently working on? Oh, I am. This is a, an unannounced project. <laughs> I have hinted at it before on Facebook a little bit. Is this an exclusive? It may, it just may be. It's an exclusive. Um, So it's, it's a paranormal reverse harem. Love it already. Uh, (laughs) It's, it's a standalone. Yeah. At this stage. And it's like the, I don't even know how to say this without like, Putting people off it because <laughs> like how how do I promote this? <laughs> it's just it is the most bizarre thing I've ever written. Um, half of it, half of the story happens in like this parallel world. Um, I just I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. Totally. Cool. Can we? Like, what's the timeline? Like, when can we expect this? I am, I don't like to give dates because in case, like, shit happens and I have to push it back. But before the end of the year. Awesome. I mean, I mean, you don't really have to sell it to me because, you know, once you find, or I find, once you find an author that you like their writing style, pretty much anything they write, you know, you're going to love. So, I, I mean, I'm here for it. Uh, bizarre or not the biggest compliment you can give an author (laughs) (laughs) now these are pretty uh important questions so just prepare yourself um what is your favorite color oh shit um it's always the hardest (laughs) you know it depends what kind of mood i'm in um i really like the like um turquoisey teal color that's my brain mm-hmm. <laughs> I had I, I even dyed my hair that color last lockdown <laughs> love it yeah um, yep. I do really love red though sometimes as well yep um and then also like matte black <laughs> uh, yep I like my I mean I can see the um array of feelings and moods there yeah spectrum yeah. so I get it I like that it's matte black I know <laughs> matte. it's got to be like flat like no no reflection it's you like you don't want any shine yeah that mood yeah. <laughs> it's a mood it's a whole mood 100% now do you have a favorite snack or drink that you like to have when you're writing 
Um, not really. I like to I like to have like snacks or meals when I take a break. Um, I generally will have coffee at some stage while I'm writing, but other than that, um, I like to kind of just like no distractions, door closed. And <laughs> yeah. Focus. Focus for sure. Yeah. What's the last book that made you cry? Oh man. Um, I don't, I don't cry very easily. Me either. And Amanda gives me like shit about it all the time. Like you've really got to draw at the heartstrings to make. Like, yeah. Like it's really got to be devastating. And I've got to be like three books deep into something that like has taken over my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, I so feel like I'm a real enigma here because like I'm a, like a dark romance lover. But I'm also like very like empath. Yeah. <laughs> empath, like constantly like crying over all the things. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just gonna write the answer to that one as I am not a crier. Well, yeah, let's well, the thing is though, I am a crier. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just and again, depending on what kind of mood I'm in mm. and who I'm around. Like I I cry a lot with like to my husband, but not to yeah. really any other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um but okay, yeah, let's leave it as it will depend on what type of mood I'm in. Pretty much. Like I, yeah, I couldn't tell you, like I can't remember the last book that made me cry but I, I get like emotional and a little bit teary sometimes but not yeah full on crying mm. <clears throat> now if you could have an ability what would it be um telekinesis yes Josh's ability. yeah 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 people and it always gets me when people are like oh mind reading i cannot think of anything worse i know it'd be the worst because you could hear everybody's thoughts about you and i mean anxiety already does that for me enough i don't actually need to know whether it's true or not yeah exactly <laughs> and then just like i i don't even like being in a crowd of people can you imagine being able to hear all the oh, thoughts no nah, would hate that would she hate bring that. all the people all the time you're like even the truth ability is very similar because while you're not like reading their specific thoughts, you're yeah. just getting a lot out of people. I feel like I would just because he like just blurt out liar. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so bad at it. I would not be able to like keep it in. I'd be like, uh yeah, I know it's a lie. Like yeah. I know like it would just be all over my face. 100 yeah, percent like, really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> Now, I can't answer this one at all. So, I mean, good luck. Fuck, marry, kill, date, Tyler, Ethan, Alec, and Josh. Oh, fuck off. No <laughs> <laughs> There's your answer, Amanda. I'm going to write uh, no off. answer. Oh, God. Okay, fuck, marry, kill, date. I know, well, at least I included an additional option of date so that one of them doesn't have to get left out. Yeah, right. Thanks for that. <laughs> well, fuck all of them. Yep. Yes. Good one. Good one. Um, group, <laughs> group activity. Yep. Marry um, none of them, just so it's equal. <laughs> oh, you're so fair. <laughs> Kill. Um, obviously none of them, but... I did almost kill Alec. Oh my god! I feel like I know when you almost killed him too, because I was like, when he got him. shot. He's uh, no, that was the that was the consolation scene I wrote. Because, oh yeah. So like, he just, I couldn't. He was just so dark, and he just was not leading me halfway to like get himself out of this horrible dark existence he was in to like make a connection and actually be part of the bond that he was yes part of. yep and it like for a long time it you know 
the idea was going down the track of he's going to do something self-sacrificing so that they can have their happy ever after without him. Yes. Because he would just keep causing tension for for everyone. Yes, absolutely. But then that very last scene of book two came around and he kind of found some light and it turned around and he was like, I think he knew that I was going to off him and he was like, no, 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 I'll be a good boy. <laughs> I've got to make this I'm just going to kill me off. Look, yeah. I did feel you were, I did feel there was like, yeah, during book two, I'm like, he actually is not going to make it to book three. He's going to die. He's not like, making the bond. We are, she only needs three. <laughs> she only needs three. Yeah. Anyway, who would you date? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Let's just skip that one. You guys made it up anyway. <laughs> I say all of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, those were the hard questions. <laughs> but thank you so much for chatting with us. We've had an absolute ball. Um, and we are just hanging for what's coming up towards the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Um, this it's, has been a blast and probably the best interview I've ever done. <laughs> I've, had so much, I've had so much fun. Like we've just laughed the whole time. Oh, thank we you. We love to keep it casual. 